my mic sound nice check hold on i'm the only one checking my mic sound nice never sounds so nice i need to lock the door all right let me do that Okay, here we go. Welcome back my PLCs. This is People Have Color. I'm your host Corinne Mills. Welcome, I say welcome back because I've been gone for quite a while. This podcast has gone unpublished since October of last year, last year being 2018. Mm, you know, that's, that is what it is. So, this is my first week back since then. On the last Friday of July 2019. I think that makes it July 26th, I think. And yeah, last Friday of July 2019 with the expectation to be back every last Friday. Yay! A monthly format! Yay! So here we go with that. And yeah, so that's it. It's a monthly format. So as I continue to iterate this process and give my own self grace to do so, I am committing to returning as many times as I need to return and to discovering the path of least resistance for myself to get this thing done. I'm committed to sharing my voice in this way, even though the New York Times published an article today to say, Maybe, or was it last week? I read it on Crystal's Twitter feed that the New York Times talking about there's a lot of podcasts out here. They're mostly boring and they're mostly ego driven. So what? Is that me? Maybe. Um, (laughs) But I keep returning because this is the medium for me. I am a media theorist and a communicator by trade and I can't escape this medium so here I am and here I'll be yeah so at the top I said welcome back that at the top being just now not not very long ago I said welcome back and I also said welcome back my POCs Um, I say welcome back my POCs literally to say welcome back all humans on earth this podcast, as you realize by now, is called People Have Color. The premise of that is a paradigm shift that we're all equals. It's another way to say basically we're all equals. We all have color. Let us let go of this myth of whiteness as we live it today, right? Because we got to move forward. And this myth of whiteness is really holding us back. I'm not going to go all the way there, all right? Just know that that's what I mean when I, when I call you my POCs. I'm talking to all us. And that conversation is not done. It's just starting. So the premise of this show is that we all have color. We're all of color. Where color really stands for culture. We all come from something in some place. We all come from some core culture that shaped us. And on those grounds, we are all equals. Period. You know, for the rest, see some past episodes and future episodes. Subscribe! Yeah, you could also see... The blog, which, 
We'll also be returning on more of a regular basis starting next week. Look out for that. Ideally on Wednesday, maybe also on Friday of next week. I don't know. Check back. Peoplehavecolor.com for that. Probably where you found this podcast if you're listening. Yeah, everything is housed there on that website, peoplehavecolor.com. The blog, the podcast, and you can even navigate from that site to my business website, which is corinnemills.com, which is where I offer my professional services as a facilitator and executive coach. And that business is really about driving conversations that matter, emphasizing the importance of dialogue to move you forward at work and in life. Now, okay, here we are back again. And the intention here is a short format, so we'll see how long it actually takes. But right now, here I am on my own, quite frankly and quite simply, to represent for this thing, to stand up and stand in my own voice, because that is my gift. It's my most creative and expansive gift. And I am here on this earth to share it. One of my core beliefs is that we're all here to share our gifts. That sharing is our highest purpose. And it is through the relentless pursuit of our highest purpose that we thrive as humans. Not merely survive, but thrive. I believe there really is enough for us all to live in dignity and peace on this earth. While I also acknowledge that we are running out of time to do so. We are really running out of time to figure this shit out. I believe in the Green New Deal as well. Uh, And carbon tax, just for the record. So that's a little background. And those beliefs are actually the core mission underneath my business. And that is to connect, to be of service to our survival and our revival. And to put us on a path to our thrival, which is not a word. But you see where I'm going. I... I was doing the vols, the survival, the revival. You see what I'm going, what I'm saying? The the intention is thrival. All right, I'll leave that there. So on that note, let's get into why I have called you here today on this, the fourth week of July, 2019. Did y'all realize July is five weeks this year? Maybe it always is. I don't know. It feels like kind of a lot anyway. I have much to say as ever, but let me try and top line it for you because today it's just me and I'm not trying to waste everybody's time. As the New York Times pointed out, which I had already been thinking about how this format is kind of boring a lot of times and there's a real overwhelm in the volume of podcasts out there wasting y'all's time. My hope for this medium is to make space for good discussions, dynamic discussions stimulating folks and their stimulating ideas so stay tuned for that going forward with actual guests who say interesting things uh, and I will be preparing for that I, I am going to take that seriously not to waste your time or mine with things that bore me to death that is actually a huge part of the inertia of this thing for me what keeps what stops me sometimes is that I record things that I don't want to listen to and I'm just not going to put anybody through that. I'm certainly not going to put myself through that. All right, let me just say, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for some good talk, okay? In this meantime, let's just get into this new format I have for y'all, okay? Shall we, okay? So we've done our little intro, that's done. The next segment, if you will, I'm going to be calling real world examples, okay? Real world examples. I'm talking about current events, events of the day, 
these are the things happening that are really on my mind at the moment and in which I see some opportunity for us to learn, either to be validated positively or negatively on something we already know, uh, cough, cough, Mueller hearings, Mueller testimony, or to say aha in some new way, like, uh-huh, this, that just blew my mind. Let's move on to an actual example. Real world examples. All right. So just a couple from this week, because again, I'm not wasting nobody's time. First, Planned Parenthood, okay, which is an organization currently in the fight of its life over reproductive rights in this country, just parted ways with this new president, Lena Wen. It's spelled like Leanna, but NPR kept calling her Lena. So I'm going to do that too. Yeah. So she was their president uh, for less than a year and she just left. And it's not so boring as it sounds <laughs> because of the fight for abortion rights and, and, and the potential for Roe v. Wade to come back up in the Supreme Court. But yeah, Planned Parenthood is on that. And so they got this new president a year ago bracing for this fight when Cecile Richards stepped down, who was their long-term prior president, a political activist, the daughter of Ann Richards, who was a progressive politic politician from Texas, a progressive female politician, legend from Texas. Google her and her daughter, Cecile Richards, who was a grown-ass legend herself, uh, ex-president of Planned Parenthood. Enough about them. We're talking about Dr. Lena Wen, who just left the organization, essentially had a philosophical difference with Planned Parenthood that they simply could not overcome. Uh, To put it in a sentence, Dr. Wen is a doctor, a literal healthcare provider, who may have been the first such in the position that was a political, uh, sorry, that was a healthcare provider and not, not an activist. And she wanted to position the organization as a healthcare provider first. Her strategic vision for the organization was to position it as a healthcare provider first to rise above the fray and get out of the muck of right-wing, left-wing politics and this fight that she didn't really see them winning that way. The existing body of Planned Parenthood, the board, the people who, uh, the people on the ground doing the work, the organization as a whole felt and feels very differently. That right now, the political and historical moment that they're in, the stakes are such right now that Planned Parenthood cannot hedge on this matter. It cannot hedge and must be all in for this political fight at this moment, right? I feel that. That's makes sense as a point of view, right? This is a great example of how precious and fragile and essential trust is on the value of trust to your ability to succeed, to everyone's ability to succeed in an organization. When Dr. Wen left last week, it was at the point of bridges burned and earth scorched, you know, as as much as is possible in polite liberal academic white culture, which is to say in a secret meeting, right? (laughs) <laughs> in a behind closed doors, secret subterfuge way. According to Miss Lena, they were in good faith negotiations. All right, so this is what the scorched earth burn bridges sounds like. A week ago, Lena one tweeted, I just learned that the pa- Planned Parenthood board ended my employment at a secret meeting. We were engaged in good faith negotiations about my departure based on philosophical differences over the direction and future of Planned Parenthood. My statement to come shortly. Essentially, she's saying, I thought it was all good. I thought we were talking about this in secret. We was going to negotiate my severance and all that. Come to find out, this shit is done. That's not what they told me. 
turns out there was no good faith, boo. How did they get there? Well, it all started when Miss Lena gave an interview with Elle magazine last year when she was first hired. Uh, um, you know, a promotional piece, a promotional article in Elle magazine essentially to publicize her new position with Planned Parenthood to, to drum up some good PR for her joining the organization. And in that interview, she referenced her childhood as a first generation American in an immigrant community and referred to some of her neighbors who were going through a tough time, very tough time, as illegal. Insert your own gasp right there, okay? Because apparently the term illegal, and I share this point of view, is problematic in a progressive community at a progressive nonprofit organization, like political organization like Planned Parenthood. The fact that she called her neighbors, her people, illegal was kind of a no-no because in PR terms right now, uh, progressives and activists prefer the term undocumented to clarify the mission. The mission is that it's their lack of documentation that puts people in peril. People are not illegal. So basically, she used the word illegal. They wasn't having it. People brought it up to her. And her position was, I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. This is the inciting incident. This is what happened that started it all. I guarantee you, you can trace back this woman's troubles to this moment, which was literally when she started the work. Essentially, the message received by her not taking responsibility or not validating this concern over her language, she left people feeling dismissed, that their concern was not valid, and that is how you erode trust. Trust is based on being acknowledged and validated, not dismissed and invalidated. Once your trust begins to erode, that's where gossip starts. That's where people start to talk behind your back because they don't think they have an audience with your face. And when people start talking behind your back and you're the leader of an organization and the gossip begins to spread because people don't trust you, it's a ticking time bomb for your credibility and your authority. It all stems from that inciting incident where you threw your own benefit of the doubt by not offering it to your people first, Dr. Wen. When you say something that sounds a little bit sideways, people are going to say, oh, she meant this. Or they're going to say, oh, you know, you know what that bitch meant. And that's a symptom of a miscommunication that happened prior. It all comes from that moment and that message received that we don't have your good faith. So we cannot trust you to lead our mission in which the stakes are just simply too high. And it's so unfortunate because they're allies. They really are allies. She does care about that organization. And since she left, you know, she, she sent a series of tweets in support of the organization and trying to like smooth things over. As I mentioned, these are liberal left-wing academics and um, activists. So it's a very polite society. She is aligned with the mission. She just lost good faith. Uh, before she really had a chance to gain it and to and to build up some, what do you call it, currency that she could use, that she could spend in moments where people may not have been all the way on board with her new strategy. You have to win more allies. You have to win people to your cause before you start to undermine the other. Like people were leaving the organization all year. People did not have trust in this new leader because she didn't give it to them, essentially. And that's how trust works in your organization. And that's the value of it, Okay. Point blank period. Don't let that golden rule get you with a good Lord split you. 
So that was the first real world example. I hope that was not too boring, all right? You feel me? You got it? Okay, moving on to the other big news of the week, okay? The real big news of the week. And my second example for today, which I hinted at earlier, the Mueller testimony. The Mueller testimony. Good Lord. On this day, Lord, the news is still misrepresenting the whole thing. All right, when you're listening to this, if you listen to it right away, you're in a moment where the news is still misrepresenting this whole thing as a wash. Because... Our news media is so myopic and short-sighted and stuck in its own vortex and can't see beyond itself. But the news media, who this is true of, are not the Congress, who unfortunately suffer from the same problem of myopia and short-sightedness and can't see beyond itself to the clarity of the historical moment it is in. Though they are meant to, though they are meant to be in better touch with their people. Good God, Nancy Pelosi, my dear God, what are you doing? The reason Mueller made, quote, no real news yesterday is precisely because his job been done, boo, been done. He got up there on them people good TV to say, I said what I said. If you will please note What he also said was, Congress, please do your job. That was also up in there. I mean, really, like, Congress did so much work to get that man to repeat things everybody already knew. But no one thought it was important to repeat the part about his office reaching the limits of its authority. Ding, ding, ding. Hello. And is anybody home? What's just beyond the limits of his authority, dears? What's just beyond his reach? What is the thing he came up against where he was like, I can't go no further. I can't take one more step. What's the next step, booze? What could those next steps be on the path that his office created for you? What could it be? Oh, is it the other thing everyone on God's American earth already knows? It's the impeachment process. It is the only thing left. Not only is it the only thing, it is the thing. This, my people, is a real world example of fear-based decision-making, which is keeping you stuck. In reality, particularly in a democracy, which is the thing at risk here, the thing at stake here, The entire point here, our democracy, the literal safety net of every freedom we know and are struggling to secure and can't secure and literal children are dying over as I speak. That's what's at stake. The future of this thing, the existence of this thing. In that reality, the one where democracy actually still exists, you cannot control the outcome. This is democracy 101. The process is the point. The rule of law is the point. You have a high crime, a series of them laid bare at your feet. And y'all sitting around waiting for someone or something, or some god, or some superpower 
to tell y'all it's okay. It's okay, you're gonna win, go for it. That permission is not coming, dear. That permission does not exist and it will not. What does exist is courage, integrity, your principles, and yes, also fear and risk. You can't erase those. You cannot, can't get rid of them. Where are my parents at? Going on a bear hunt. Can't go over it, can't go under it. Oh no, we gots to go through it, okay? You gots to go through that fear and through that risk, right? Scary, right? But you literally have bodies, hundreds of them in the Congress. And it is your mandate to put those bodies to use in the service of our democracy. And beyond those bodies, you are far from alone. So what you need to answer if you're going to go here are two questions. Question one, do you believe our president has put our democracy at grave risk? Yes. Question two, do we still face this risk today and tomorrow if this presidency proceeds? This grave risk, this grave existential threat to our democracy, does it persist with this man sitting in this office? Yeah, maybe. That is the mandate for impeachment, dears. That's it. We here. We have arrived. We've been arrived. So let us be clear once again. No one is going to give you permission or certainty to proceed. This is a lesson I have had to learn since being in business for myself. You cannot wait for permission to do what's yours to do. No one ain't never going to give it to you. You give it to yourself when it is your job. You cannot wait for this certainty to proceed. Not in a democracy. Democracy is uncertain. Democracy is literally a system of faith in people. That's what it is. A system of faith in people's freedom to choose their own future and safety and freedom and rights and and life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. You give it to them and you say, you're free to have this and we trust you to protect it. That's it. I will tell you what is certain while you're waiting for this certainty. What is certain is that your failure to act on your mandate right now is your collusion with this lawless presidency. That is how y'all collude. And that is what's gonna cost you. In conclusion, it is not, was not, and will not, won't be Robert Mueller's job to make this case. I don't know how many times that man got to say, I'm sorry, what now? It's not in my purview before y'all get it. Okay? Can we please let's go? Let's go. And that's it. All right? I don't have nothing else to say to y'all. Congress, shape up. Get in that arena, as my girl Brene would say. Get up in there. Get in there. This has been another real world example. All right. So what y'all think of that? Am I on to anything? Something? Nothing? Did I provide a word? A word of clarity, a word of truth, a word of power? If you think so, thank you. That's my job. If you need a word at your job or group meeting or award show, hit me up. KarenMills.com slash contact. You can also email this podcast directly at peoplehavecolor at gmail.com. The point is to talk and to discuss, to have these ideas bump up against each other and create something new. 
and something true. Let's go. And that's it. That's all for this week. I love you. I love my people. That is to say the people of Earth. Please go forth and prosper. Ciao for now. P.S. Shout out to Tuca and Birdie. The best new animated series on TV that just lost its distribution this week at Netflix. I'm reframing that as distribution and not cancellation. Because a loss of distribution, not a cancellation. Because... It's not really canceled with its audience. Its audience is all the way here for it, as my Twitter will attest. And the vocal performances are like, whoa, what? Huh? The leads. There's a show on Netflix, if you haven't seen it, where the leads are Tiffany Haddish and Ali Wong. A world in which that show cannot find distribution is a world whose time has passed. All right, so shout out. Holler if you hear me, Hulu. And with that, I'm really out. Peace.